from the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindell, and Bill George. Welcome in, everybody. This is Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden Gunn, Bill George, in the studio today. No Jonathan. He's up in Bluntstown killing pigs. Well, his clients are. Well, yeah, but he's leading him to slaughter, I guess, would be the proper terminology. But, yeah, so uh, he's up there up north, and... Uh, Vince was supposed to come in today and hang out with us for a little while, but uh, <clears throat> apparently uh, there's some muckety-muck going around that everybody seems to be catching, so uh, he could not manage I, to. I, I think it has to do with his current diet. You think? with that? I, you know, I kind of brought that up to him on the uh, phone call on the way in. He called me last night, and he's like, man, I'm just not doing good. I can't be very far from the facilities, if you know what I mean, and... <laughs> I said, uh, yeah, my son had that. You know, he stayed home for a couple of days this week with the stomach stuff that's going around. And, he, and I said, are you sure it's not that uh, that seaweed, whatever it is that you're now indulging in or whatever it is? Maybe, it's healthy food. I said, maybe your body's not really used to green stuff or healthy things. <laughs> and, and it's rejecting it. I don't like this. I, I'm going away. And he said, well, no, he had it for a few days. So well, it's scary that better. both of us were on the same thought path. Yeah, well, it, it's that way. Well, when he had it in here with him last week. It looked awful. <laughs> it was like, wow, man. I, I see them scraping that off of uh, fish tanks and stuff. Uh, I don't know what that is. But I wouldn't eat it. But, but anyway, so it's just me and Bill George and you today. We appreciate you tuning in this morning for sure. I know it's going to be kind of a windy, blustery day. So, uh, I don't know how much fishing is going to be done today. I know that Ryan Cooper with uh, with uh, Bass Gorilla has got a tournament today. I know that Donnie and the boys from Big Dog Baits, they're going out. Uh, they have a tournament today. And uh, they were all giggity-giggity about getting out there. I'm like, I don't know. Today's not going to be a great day for fishing for a lot of people. So, uh, I'm saying maybe eight pounds may win the whole thing. Who knows? You think so? I don't. It's I'd a, say it'd be day. better than that. It could be if you get back into some decent Listen, areas. These guys can find something. You get up in the reed somewhere. I mean, it may be a rough boat ride in and out, but I think they could find a few places. Yeah, I saw. Uh, I saw Mike Goodwine's uh, post last night. He's a, of course, he's a professional guy that works out of Plant City. Usually fishes the Tampa side, and he was. <laughs> I think he did the. Uh, the whole entire speech of uh, of uh, Lieutenant Dan during the storm, during the hurricane, when he was out there going, come on, God, bring it. <laughs> he said it was extremely rough out there yesterday. Well, the last one that came across Central Florida, my brother was out walking around the yard as it was getting crazy. You know, but he was just drinking and enjoying himself. Sure, why not? You know. That's what there is to do. We got him in before it got to where it was ripping the... The bed liners out of trucks and throwing generators in the air. Shingles <laughs> flying by at 86 no, miles an hour? No, no, but uh, I tell you, we buttoned down our house during that, that hurricane 
but my brother came over out of Tampa, you know, to, to stay at the house. We're inland. But that thing came across the state, and he had a generator in the back of his car and some other stuff, left the tailgate down on the pickup truck. All that stuff was left in it, and it blew so hard, it threw the generator up in the air and out of the truck. What? The bed liner was flipped across, and not too long ago, we had to have a, a pipe resealed on our roof, one of the vent pipes, and on top of our roof, there was one of those, I guess it's like a three or five pound dive weight that was on our roof. How did that get there? It must have been in the back of my brother's car. Oh, well. That's weird. Yeah. It must have got underneath that bed liner and zippity doo and, and blew it all over it. the place, hurled everywhere. But if you're going to go out, be very careful, especially if you're going to be on the water, as we recommend. If you're going to be out offshore today, on a day like today, please make sure you have an EPIRB. Be a good thing to have on there. Great insurance policy, and uh, actually have multiple. And they're not that expensive. They're not that expensive. <clears throat> if you want to keep one on the boat, fine. Uh, me, myself, and I, I would have them attached to the uh, life jackets. That's because that's the part I want found. Me, <laughs> the boat. We can always go back, and uh, some diver can find that later on. The important part is get my butt out of that freezing cold water. Because what was it? What was it at your house? It was sixty-four here. I don't know. It was nice. No, well, it was nice. You're from Pennsylvania. Nice can be 52. I wasn't miserable and I wasn't cool. Yesterday was awesome. I mean, it was a beautiful day and nice and breezy. But if you're going to be out running around, it looks like, uh, according to the Big and Wild Fast cast that we have on our website, if you'd like to go uh, catch an update, you can at bigandwild.com. Right there on the uh, front of it, right there, it says uh, 60.8 degrees Fahrenheit. And um, east-northeast wind, increasing cloudiness, 4 to 6 miles an hour. 61.79 is supposed to be the high today, I guess, the low 61. Sunday, 49 for the high of 76. Looks like it's going to be kind of rainy. Monday, 37, high of 62. 38 on Tuesday with a high of 61. Now we're talking freezing. <laughs> and this, this is, you know what's going on this week? I don't know the skinny the, dipping challenge. No, no, no. The one? rendezvous. There's a rendezvous that's over oh. in Homeland, Florida. They are. It, They're out there in tents and everything. They always get. It seems like they always pitch that thing on the weekend where there's either a front or a storm or something. Uh, years and years. God, Critter used to go out to that every year. Uh, remember Critter? Yes, used to I work know for Critter. Us? Yeah, uh, worked for the county. He would go every year to the rendezvous, and every year he'd come back with the same story. It was rainy. It was nasty. It was just turned into a mud hole. It was it was awesome. <laughs> well, for for those people who don't know what the rendezvous is, it's a period of time where everybody goes back and and tries to live in the period in the eighteen hundreds from when all the trappers used to come and all rendezvous in the same place and barter and trade with their stuff. Sure, knife makers will be there, bow makers, gun makers, everything. Everybody comes together. Flint nappers, all that kind of and stuff, and all that, and they come and they spend a, a whole week in that period. And it, it really is, and they do. Uh, they do a lot of trading. They they really do. You got guys who make homemade gunpowder, all that kind of stuff, and black powder and everything. That was the time of year where they would gather. And they and, have uh, competitions, shooting competitions, tomahawk throwing stuff usually. 
And next weekend, I do believe it's Friday, Saturday, and I'm not too sure if Sunday it's open to the public to go in there. I've gone several times, and it's real neat to, to go see them, you know. But everything's, everything's you know, supposed to be in period when it's in public view. Except for the language, I think. Well, it's not like when you go to one of those try. colonial. When you go some to, try. I know they do, but when you go to those colonial places, you know, they have to. Stick to the script. And it's so funny because 99% of the people are sitting there going, I don't know what she's saying. I don't know. What, yeah, what, what? What? I don't know what she's saying. I have no idea. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I know that, uh, wow, that thing has been going on for forever. Yeah. I mean, Until you try and buy man? a sandwich and you try and pay them in period, you know, amounts. <laughs> And then they're, no, 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 $5. (laughs) (laughs) Here's two squirrel skins that ought to cover it. Uh -uh. That would be a good thing. Now, that would be funny if you could actually do that. If you could run around and, you know, raccoon skins are worth a little bit more than squirrel. And, of course, you could buy a brand new car with a bear skin if you had one, pretty much. (laughs) That would be an awesome thing. Uh, where is that? Do you remember where that thing is held? It's in Homeland, Florida. Homeland. It's, It's just south of Bartow. On Highway 17, it's a couple miles south of Bartow, and it, it sits there right not far off 17. There's a light at Homeland. You turn right off of 17 if you're coming from the north and uh, or to the, I think, it, what is it, five, five, uh, one of those numbers. Six four, maybe it's six forty. There's a lot of numbers you 640. can pick. Six forty. I'm just sorry to. It, it's right there at the Homeland Light. You go just a tad bit west, and then you turn south on Azalea. There'll be a sign there. So is Tad the same as in the south when you say a piece? A piece? No, yeah, piece you, is what you. No, yeah. you said you go down the road a tad, and in the south it would say you go road the road a piece. Okay. So are they about the same distance? Maybe. Because I know how far a piece well, you is, go out but I'm not sure. The, and let me see how far you get out this window, and I'll tell you whether or not you're a tad or a piece. Up a piece would be a couple of miles, probably at least. But how far is it tad? It all depends if you're going up a pole, because it'll be a tad pole. <laughs> ah! He writes the jokes, folks. Hey, here we go. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. We're brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors and Brandon Ford. We'll get to it. Some more stuff when we get back. We got tons to talk about today. It's going to be crazy, so don't go nowhere. Hey, 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 hey. Put that down. Welcome back, everybody. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Ben Gun, Bill George, and Diego looking a little disheveled this morning. Said That's he was a young out, man. Said he was out looking. Yeah, but see, that means that that must have been one. When you're that young and you come in looking disheveled, then you know that it was a raucous <laughs> night. Yeah. Now, Why did you call me out like that? If you're 35 <laughs> or 40, it could be just because you stayed up past nine. <laughs> but when you're his age, it's usually like a. I came in at four o'clock in the morning, and I took brush my teeth, put some clothes on, and came here. Now nah, that's the way to go. Yeah. I'm not throwing you out. You said you went to go see a movie last night, which I'm all good with. Did you like it? Yeah, it was a good movie. Yeah, is it a lot uh, better than I thought it was going to be? Really? Because I've heard mixed reviews on the new Star Wars. 
I heard it was bad, and I mean, there was a couple of plot things that I was like kind of questioning, but the movie itself was good, so yeah. can't complain. 1917, that's the one I want to go see. I want to go see that one. 1917. Yeah, have you not seen the trailers or anything for that? No. About the, the First World War? You were selling it when I did it? No, I didn't. Okay. What about Wonder Woman? Who? No. No. It, it's it's based in the 80s. I don't know. Maybe you guys like that. Wonder Woman. Wait, based on the 80s? <laughs> what are you talking in about? The 80s, in the 80s. In the 80s. In the 80s. So, like the, what was it, Linda, Car- Linda, Linda, Linda Car- Carter? Yeah. Is that her name, Linda Carter? Linda Carter, I wonder what, how did we get on this subject? You. Uh-huh. You started the path. During the commercial break, I'm sure that you lovely <laughs> folks heard the commercial for G5 Feed and Outdoors. I wanted to remind you, coming up here really soon, as in February 15th, it is the Kids in the Outdoors event that's going to be happening out at G5. And, of course, you, the listener, and your complete and whole entire family is invited. It's absolutely free for anybody to enter. It's going to be uh, fun for the entire family. They're going to have target shooting, con- uh, casting contest. They're going to have the boats and rescue vehicles on display. They're going to have games, uh, burgers and hot dogs, archery demonstrations, uh, FWC is going to be out there, Florida Wildlife Officers, with the, the boats, and they'll probably bring some critters out. I know that Greg used to always bring out yeah. critters and stuff, but um, marine biologists, outdoor experts, all that kind of stuff, they're all going to be there milling around all day, and uh, they're going to do a build-a-knife, uh, build-a-case knife dealio. They're doing two classes. Yeah, I saw that. That, that looked kind of interesting. You know, I could not believe how many of those things uh, that flew out of that store during Christmas. You know, the little make-your-own-knife kit, you know, the little oh, wood ones for the kids? Oh, I didn't realize they had the kits. There. Yeah, Case makes a, a little kit for the kids so you can actually build, like, a wooden pocket knife. Okay. It's pretty awesome. Well, so, are we building a wooden pocket knife or are we building a... It's a wooden pocket... It's a wooden pocket knife. Okay. For the scales and everything, all that stuff, it, and the blade and everything, it's, it's a little kit. You put it together. It's pretty awesome. Anyway, there's going to be two classes of that one, one at 11 and then another one at 1 o'clock. They're asking for a $5 donation to attend the Kids in the Outdoors suggested. All the donations will be contributed to Ducks Unlimited. Correct. So you're going to be doing uh, all kinds of good stuff out there. So you're helping out the environment. You're helping out the conservationists, teaching some outdoor kids stuff and having fun. There was one thing I thought was missing on there. What? That that retention pond. Shut up. There's nothing in that pond. Nothing. Nothing in there. Egrets eat it all. Yeah, that's because the fish ate it all. Cormorants are in there. <laughs> they're they're feeding their bellies are full. There's no fish in there. So please be quiet, Bill George. Okay. <clears throat> We're working on that. We'll see. There's a big fence around it now, so we have to you know maybe. Well, that get some... means it's easy to put a gate in. That's maybe, you know, you know what? I would like it to be like uh, the trophy lake thing with the little walkway like they have out of Tenerock. <clears throat> Just on that one side there on the uh, east side of the of the pond. That'd be awesome. <laughs> but on the other end of it, on the south end of it, we got to get all that, all the weeds and all that other stuff out of there. So you got more room. Okay. Okay. All right. Are you happy now? Yeah. You I didn't? just think that's where we should hold the casting contest and let the fish be the judge. I don't think you can do that. Okay. Not in that pond, anyway. 
too much debris and too much uh, jaggedness well, in there. Then that's where you separate the winners from the losers. What well, with a cast net ripped out. Hey, congratulations, Bill George. You've got 52 holes in your cast net. That's why I buy what? Barracuda? Barracuda. Oh, so you get the free one? <laughs> I get my free. Oh, speaking of that, plates. speaking of that, Tara and her husband, they headed down to the Keys this weekend. I think it's like windy and colder down there than it is here. <clears throat> it's getting to be pretty bad. Picked a bad weekend to head down to the Keys, I think. Or a good weekend. Well, there won't be as many people, for sure. There won't be as many people on the water. And sometimes it's just nice to go and relax. Sure, yeah. Maybe all... if you didn't have as many things buying for your time, you could sit and relax and enjoy each other's company. Yeah, that's nice. Kids in the Outdoor is <laughs> happening on Saturday, February the 15th. It's going to happen from 10 a.m. until 1 p.m. It's happening at G5 Feed and Outdoors. If you don't know where it is, uh, it's pretty easy to Google. All you got to do is just put that in there. But it is on uh, U.S. Highway 92 West of Plant City. If you get off on the dinosaur exit, if you're heading uh, eastbound, then uh, you go to the south, hit the light, turn left, and you go down about, what, eighth of a mile, and it's right there on the left-hand side. And uh, vice versa if you're coming the other way, if you're westbound. So it's and, pretty easy. And so for all those guys who can't remember, you know, Valentine's Day, Valentine's Day is the day before the G5 event. So are you going to take them there for their for, for Valentine's? <laughs> yeah. If you go ahead and just go ahead and just well, go ahead and get yourself shot, just hand her a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> Honey, I got you this for Valentine's Day, and I'm going to take no. you to the Kids in the Outdoor program. Come on, let's go. Grab the no, kids. Let's go. No, what I'm saying is if you can remember outdoor events and you can't remember Valentine's Day quite as good, it's the day before. <clears throat> but they, so yeah. just That's a good way to mark your calendars. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay, good for you. Uh, so anyway, if you want to go, we'll uh, talk about it a little bit later on, and it'll be happening on uh, February 15th. Then on the following uh, weekend, I think it is, are we trying to get out there to the uh, Turkey Extravaganza? Aren't we trying to make trying to get out there and see if we can be broadcasting from out there well, that's at the what, ranch? That's one of the things you were checking on was whether or not they had signal good enough from the last i heard if you're inside the barn it's not so great but if you're outside the barn it's pretty good so i just had to talk talk with uh scott ellis and some of the other turkey guys and see if we can be up there and uh if we can make it manage it do whatever get out there it'd be nice to be out there with all them boys it's gonna be crazy it's gonna be crazy time well today this weekend is the last weekend of deer season and so i will officially switch modes as of sunday <laughs> At dark. It's funny because you're not alone. And so many other people are really pushing uh, to get out. You know, last week, this past week, everybody was like pushing, pushing, pushing to get out. I want to uh, talking to a kid at work. Uh, he had a six point that came by and his dad didn't want him to shoot it because it wasn't outside the ears. It was a little basket six point. And uh, his dad was like, no, I don't want to shoot that one. I said, dude, if that's a six point and it's only this big. It ain't going to get much bigger than that. So it we're can gonna, get bigger. We're going to have to make some changes on that. So we'll, well, talk, we'll, about, talk, we'll, yeah. we'll talk about the advice I gave him when we come back. Is that cool? Cool. 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 How about you, Diego? Way, dude. Cool. 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 Way, dude. Or as, totally. my son, as my son would say, yeet. All right, we're going to take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Brought to you by G5P and Outdoors. I'm Brandon Boyce. with
Welcome back. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Brent Gunn, Bill George. Everybody else is either out in the woods playing or they're sick. Except for me, you, and Diego. But I'm expecting Diego to be sick any day now because he was out at the movie theater last night, and I know he didn't wash his hands after touching those nasty seats. The nasty seats, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, because, you know, they went to see Star Wars. So every sick kid in the in the, the uh, tri-state area was in there. <laughs> Did you wash your hands? Did you sanitize before you went out? No, I just had a giant tub of popcorn. They shove yeah. it in his mouth. There you go. Well, the it? salt will kill it. Oh, is that what it is? Rub some salt in it, Kook. You'll be fine. It's all good. Yeah. Uh, before the break, uh, I know um, deer season is pretty much coming to an end. <clears throat> but it, Zone B still goes. I that's have a, true. I do have a deer hunt in Green Swamp West that I was drawn for. It's like second week of February or something like that. That's a good spot to get picked for. You might actually do uh, fairly well over there, my friend. May. You gonna, uh, you're allowed to take a doe out of there when that with your tag or not, no? Not with what I have. Um, sorry to hear but that. It quality deer hunt. That quality. And if you were still, if you don't, uh, if you're normally a zone C hunter, zone B is still open. So places like Green Swamp and the opening weekend and that, you know, a lot of people think you have got to be there the opening weekend. And I'm one who likes to be in the woods as soon as it opens up. But uh, Green Swamp is actually better late in the season. And that's when the bucks start to rut out our way. And they're moving. It t- puts some of those old boys in uh, jeopardy, <clears throat> taking some of my best deer out of there. In the last week of the season. So don't put away your uh, tarsal extract and your dough in the uh, heat so, uh, just quite yet. Nope. Uh, It'll be, be working t- out there. Be a good time to use it. Uh, I was talking before the break that uh, we had a young gentleman who was out chasing a, a little basket six-point. And, of course, his dad was saying, you know, we got to give it a couple of years or another year or so to get a little bit bigger. And I said, are you guys uh, putting any supplement or anything out there on this land that you're hunting? And he said, no, they just put out corn. And I said, dude, man, you know, corn doesn't really add any value per se when it comes to growing antlers. It's basically if you uh, raise your kid on lollipops, uh, you know, don't expect too much out of him in the way of growth and function and everything else. I said, you got to get some, you got to get some minerals on the ground out there somewhere. Get that boy I said, if he's already a six-point, if you give him the proper nutrition and the proper uh, minerals especially, uh, that sucker may be pretty big in, in one year. I mean, it can change dramatically in one year. Yeah, you you ask Jonathan and uh, his deer changed, I mean, exponentially. I mean, he saw more does with, with multiple, uh, with multiple yeah. children running around out there. All that. Goes not only just to the buck and the antlers, but to the doe and their health and feeding those little ones. And Yeah, well, he was talking about, uh, he said, yeah, my dad was thinking about doing a food plot. I said, go over there, grab two bags of that turnip and greens and put it out there and uh, just let it go. Let it run to town, man. And uh, I know that these deer, they, they love those turnip tops. And you they can- do. I planted some of that Hancock winter formula, what, two years ago? Those deer were all through my backyard, and uh, right now I have in the backyard, I have a 
fall seed mix. It's got some clover. It has some wheat, rye. It has like five different things in there. And I can't always tell what they're eating, but I planted some out in the woods and I planted some in the backyard. And it was, it's neat. I watched these deer go through there and they're just, there's something that's, they're liking in it. And they just go from point to point and they're picking it out and eating it. I sat there, watched some for a couple hours one day, just sitting there. Picking through that. You stuff. didn't go shoo them away and then go look and see where they were like munching on. You can see what was trimmed down or anything. No, I didn't. I didn't. What, do you, what else is in there? Besides? I did not shoo them away. Shoo, shoo. I need to I, go look and see I'm what you're eating. To, I'm there to hunt. <laughs> <laughs> you you know? kids get out of my garden. I need to go see what you're plucking out there. Yeah. Well, you know, clover, I know that they love clover. I mean, they'll go for that and they'll go for the tops. But the good thing about all those things that we just mentioned, whether it be turnips or the mix, uh, Hancock seed is a really good one, has a great mix, is it's a self-perpetuating field. So that's something that doesn't just go away and then not come back. Like people who used to go out, remember they just plant rye in the wintertime, sure. so you have all that greenery out there. And, uh, and then it never grows back. You have to put it back every year. And then... Um, Glenn, with his lease up in Illinois, he was putting those uh, eagle peas out there so that they every year grow back and you don't have to keep going out and reseeding. But if you do it correctly the first time, all you have to do is just add a little bit every year. You don't have to keep going out and putting what you did initially. Well, for me, I'm going to turn around it like I will rework mine again because I'm not super happy. I didn't. I didn't use a disc or something to cut it up. I took a box blade and scraped all the ground up, and so I didn't get it as, as level and smooth as I would like. But uh, I'll, I'll rework it. Now, wait a minute. Get, is, get is this... a bunch of uh, what, lime or something in there to improve the soil quality. Soil? Soil. <clears throat> well, my Sand back, quality? Well, I have a combination of uh, a layer of muck-type-like soil that's very rich. On the top, and then I have sand not too far below. Right. So, yeah. But I, I try and get it. I'd like to get a a um, disc. Not a disc. Uh, one of those uh, tillers. A tiller. Yeah. Great. I know Jonathan has one. May see about having him ease on down here one day with it from up north. Just come tear up my backyard. Take you about fifteen minutes in yeah. your yard. That's all. Yeah, once you drop that blade and let it go chewing up, it'll it be may good. take more than fifteen minutes, depending on how many, how big I want to do it. Well, anyway, so this would be a good time of year to to uh, start thinking about that stuff. And uh, like I said, the good thing about the turnips and the other things like that is that <clears throat> they'll stay there. And not only that, you know, you can go out there every once in a while, and pull up a couple of them, and uh, take them home with you. It's it's a great thing. Um, and then of course the mineral blocks, all those kind of things that we have. I know at G5, they got antler max and, and some deer pellets and some blocks and things like that. Yeah. Black magic mineral supplement and things, uh, to, horn to max. help horn max is horn a great max one. Is a great one. Yeah. It's a, it's a really good product as well. All those, I know that this time of year hunting season's winding down, but now you got to start thinking about next season because remember as soon as the rut's over, as soon as they're done, they're going to be feeding and starting to grow all over again. July is not that far away. It's no. not that far away. It's, well, and it's amazing. It, it's amazing sometimes the distribution of the, the breeding in Florida. Uh, we've had deer that are bred in, in 
August, September, and in the same piece of property they're mating right now. In, That's nuts. And we've had them on the same piece of property in turkey season caught on camera mating. Uh, George, I don't know what it is. George puts out a camera. He's had a, at least three or four pictures of deer breeding in front of his camera. And I can't. <laughs> I, I, I just, Must be the honeymoon I, spot I, I, or something. Yeah. I don't know. Hey, I know. It's like uh, it's like uh, the old days when you used to go park and watch the submarine races, I guess. I try and tell people about the submarine races. They look at me like I'm crazy. They have no clue what the submarine races are. Do you know what they are, Diego? He's in that age bracket. He has no idea either. It was an excuse to go park by the lake or up on the bluff or something like that where you and your girlfriend would go and watch submarine races. Does it make sense now? Head shakes don't go through the microphone. <laughs> just, just He's so confused. You know. I, I know. We'll explain it to you during the break. Is that okay? <laughs> your dad should have I had just, this. I, I really have no idea. I'm like so lost. <laughs> your dad should have had this conversation with you years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I just never heard submarine races. It's a new one on me. <laughs> it's apparently a new one on a lot of people. It, it goes right up there with, oh, we ran out of gas. His generation would be uh, Chillax and Netflix. <laughs> so it's basically the same thing as that. Got it? Got you got, it. You got to remember in the 1950s, there was no such thing as uh, Chillax and Netflix. There's no not, Netflix, no Hulu. Not that I was around in the 1950s, but I watched enough Happy Days reruns to know exactly what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Growing up, I did. Uh, but anyway, get out there and start working on your food plot. If you don't want to do that, then uh, go grab yourself some Horn Max. Go do that. Uh, deer chow, whatever you want to do, any Purina products, any of that kind of stuff. Uh, go get you a couple of bags of Hancock seed. Get it out there. Start putting it up there and getting it up and start feeding them, boys. Start yeah. growing them now. Yeah, I need Don't to wait. Get, I need to get my soil tested and see see exactly what I need to add to it, how much lime, try and get it right for growing. Talk to your boy Jonathan, man. He's he's all into that. He's giggity giggity about food plots and getting it right and doing all that stuff, you know? Those cattle guys, they don't mess around. No. They wanna know. He get out there and scoop it up with his hands, touch it to his tongue and go. Yeah, you need about a 30-60 ratio on that right there. All right, we're going to take a fast break. We're brought to you by our good friends over at Brandon Ford. I'm sure Brooksy Hall will be there today. The way this weather is, I don't know if he's going to be out fishing. And, of course, a good time to go check out some fishing gear, firearms, and deer minerals. Go out to G5 Feeding Outdoors. They're open today. Go see them. Welcome back to Big and Wild Outdoor Radio. That's the noise you make when you're walking in the woods and you see somebody over there and he doesn't see you yet. You kind of go, woo! <laughs> Just to let him know you're there. No, no. Woo! Woo! That, that, that must be a southern thing because most people, when you walk out of the woods, you go, woo! 
That way, they, yeah, you know, you let them know. Yeah, that's why us northern boys kill more. Because everybody can go whoop. Not everybody them can southern whistle. Southern boys go whoop and scare all the game over my way. I go. Yeah, but not, stops every- and not everybody looks. can whistle. What if uh, you know Big Daddy Bubba's walking out of there with a big old dip in there? He ain't gonna whistle. He's gonna be like, <laughs> he can go whoop. You know, and that way you know you're there. Okay. Hey, did you uh, you saw the hog that uh, Jonathan shot? Or I should say his uh, his client shot. Yes. Really nice little clean piggy. I cannot believe how clean that hog is. Don't they have any mud up there in North Florida? That well, sucker's the, clean. It, it, there's something they have that they'll probably scrape it all off with, and that's a lot of trees to down. To is that what on. it is? Oh, yeah. yeah. A lot of underbrush these days. Underbrush. Well, uh, congratulations to the uh, young man. I think his name was Jacob, uh, who went up there and uh, whacked himself a nice little hog. And he got it with one of the uh, scary black rifles. And I don't know what caliber it is. I'm trying to look and see. Can't tell. It looks like it's maybe a 5.56, five, but that could be Creedmoor. Uh, could be a 2.23. Yeah, but uh, the kid made a good shot on it and uh, dropped him like a ton of bricks. Just to go to show you, <clears throat> black rifles can kill hogs, too. Well... I turned around. There was around Christmas time. There was a picture of a family. It was a man and a woman and two young girls, and they were all holding those said black rifles. And somebody I know posted it, and it also had one of those things that every time you share this, a liberal's head explodes. <laughs> comment on it. Uh huh. Well, somebody we know shared it, and I'm like called my wife up i said hey did you see that share in there she's like no i said well you might want to let them know you know that that comment about the liberals head exploded and that they it's probably not the message that they were looking there intended to share well of course my wife calls them up and they says oh i just thought it was a family hunting together oh sure i just saw uh, they looked at the picture and said oh that that's a nice family hunting and shared it, and my wife's like, yeah, they didn't realize that those were high-powered assault rifles. And I'm like... Mid-power. I'm like, you what? And she <laughs> said it again. And I'm like, let me explain something to you. You have been indoctrinated <laughs> into a philosophy that those... I said, the pistol I shoot, the pistol I shoot is more powerful than those guns, most likely. A lot of those are your two, two, threes, and this and that. My pistol will shoot farther and more accurately than some of those guns. And have a greater impact. Yeah. And I said to her, says that, that's a, I, I tried to explain it to her. I said, look at it this way. That gun is a Jeep. You can buy it stock, and you can trick it out or customize it in so many different ways. There's parts. If you want a f- uh, different stock, you swap it out. You want different thousand different choices just, of stock. Everybody can buy the same core gun and end up with something that's totally different looking. And that's part of the fun of it is you don't all have to be out there the same. You know, it's like uh, Legos. You can uh, change it anytime you want you, to. And, you want to uh, pull that piece off? That's fine. Let's go put this piece on. Change the forehand, change out the barrel, change the caliber, change your magazines. No more, change they're pistols. no more deadly and no more accurate than than what I used to hunt with. 
on yeah. a daily basis. Well, we'll uh, we'll see how long they survive. I know that uh, a lot of states are. I know that all eyes are up in Virginia for this weekend. Uh, the the uh, gathering that's going to start happening on Sunday and Monday, I think, and of course, all the conspiracy things are starting to throw out everywhere. You know that the Navy or somebody's going to be testing uh, jamming equipment or something right off the coast, and uh, there's supposed to be a um, couple of surveillance planes that are going to be flying overhead from uh, the CIA headquarters in the unknown base, not too if, far if away. You don't I mean, think it's you're like, under surveillance every day? You're in your car; they're watching you. <laughs> I mean, I don't know that they're watching you, but they know where your car went. They're they're watching you. I mean, don't, don't think that when you pull up to an intersection, you see that camera up there on the pole. That's just for what insurance purposes. What's what's that for? I mean, uh, you know, uh, they, that's that's so it knows when to change the light. Oh, is that what it is? Yes. sure, that's exactly what it's for. And uh, uh, but anyway, that's going to be one of those weird little dealios that we'll be keeping an eye on this past week when it comes to. Uh, Firearms and their their uh, stranglehold that they want to put on long law-abiding citizens up there, but we'll see. But on the good side, young man's out in the woods, shoots himself a hog with one of the scary black rifles, which I always thought was extremely funny to say because my rifle is completely black, black barrel, black stock, composite, black scope, everything on it, and it's a bolt action, and it holds uh, five rounds. And as Bill George pointed out, that's not one that you want to be shot at with. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, in any shape, form, or fashion. Uh, that's, uh, you know, 270, take your caliber, man, anything over a super fast, unbelievable varmint rifle, you know, like the 223 was or 556 is, is to this day. Same thing with the Creedmoor. I don't want to poo poo on it too bad. Because I know it's a very popular round. I know a lot of people have them, but I will tell you, I follow. Do you you follow the Florida Blood Trailing Network, right? The guys I don't who follow go, them. I I look at it every now and then. Well, I I follow them, and so uh, when I see you know somebody needs help or something like that, see where they are, where they shot a deer, where they lost it, and these guys come out. If you haven't, if you don't know what they do, they'll they'll go out and they'll find your deer for you. I don't care if it's on a management property or if it's private land or whatever. And in most cases, they'll stay all night uh, running a dog to go and find it and hopefully get it to you within a few hours uh, and call you that. But I could not believe how many people had wounded deer this year with Creedmoors. I don't look. If you put it in the right place, you're not going to wound it. That's 100% my philosophy. And anybody who bought a Creedmoor from me, or was getting one for a kid, the first thing I would ask him is, I said, is this his first rifle? And they would say, well, no, he's been shooting a three oh eight. I just wanted to get something a little bit lighter or whatever. Okay, so the kid knows how to shoot. That's a good thing. I treat it the same way as a two forty three. You know, guys will tell you, man, that thing drops them like a lightning bolt. It's great and round. It's this, that, and the other thing. It's perfect. Yeah, for somebody who knows how to shoot it properly and put the bullet where they need it to be. If you got a kid who's... Uh, fresh off the boat, and you know he's going to flinch or he's going to close his eyes and pull the trigger, those are not the kind of rifles you want to put in their hands. I'm sorry to say, but get them something with a little more boof behind yeah. it. You know what I'm saying? My cousin just bought bought his boy a .30-06. He had been shooting a two forty three. started young. Two forty three was a good gun for him to start with, but they had to track a lot of deer. 
and it didn't just drop them in their tracks. And so he turned around and ended up and said, do you want, you want to turn around and not have to chase your deer down, you know, shoot them with the 30 odd six. They, they tend to be where you, you, you pulled the trigger. At. Yeah. Put that one sixty five grain right there where you need it to be and yeah. it'll be all done. But I, I just couldn't believe how many of them were, were this year that were lost or at least, uh, ran off with the Creedmoor. And, you know, you hear great things about it, and I know that it also depends on rounds and things like that. But, uh, I'm, you know, I know I busted on Bill George, and I still do and probably always will about his use of a 300 wind mag on everything from from uh, pheasants to uh, elephants, but it pretty much covers no the gamut. No pheasants, but I, it did <laughs> remove a crow feather nice. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but... Uh, and I've, t- I've used your uh, speech many, many times before when people say, well, I want this and over that. And I go, as my friend Bill George will tell you, there's only one level of dead. You either is or you isn't. That's right. There's no, uh, he's almost dead or, wow, that could have been worse. No, dead is dead. So um, on that note, congratulations to this young man. Obviously, some father or parent, his dad apparently, uh, got out there, showed him how to shoot. Took the time to teach him properly so that he went out there with a two two three and did what he needed to do. Because I know people that shoot hogs with 17 HMRs. That's great, as long as you know where to hit them. Because you're not getting that 17 HMR through some of those shields out there on those no. big old boars. No. You'll get a little whack, and then they'll kind of like, Ur! and then you know run off, and you'll never see them again. And that wound will be closed up in about four days. It's, you know, he may be limping and may have a little bruising, but. It's not going to penetrate. But you put it behind the ear hole, quang, sleep, it's all done. Sayonara. 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 It's a cross between snoring and sayonara? Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, I got you. Uh, also, I wanted to uh, remind everybody that we do have someone calling in at 9 o'clock. Uh, Angela, I think her husband or somebody's going to call in talking about an event happening up at Fishhawk Sporting Clays, which we could... Uh, have you be involved in if you want to and that kind of thing. So we'll we'll talk to them a little bit later on. But after today, I think that we're going to be trying to get out to the turkey extravaganza. And then, of course, G5 is also going to be having their turkey deal going on as well, which is not the 15th, but the following weekend, I think. Oh, man, I can't remember now. You got so many things this time of year. Well, when turkey season comes around. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Bill George actually shows I up with a calendar. I have turned into my dad. <laughs> my dad has a calendar. I used and to keep a calendar. If it's not on the calendar, it doesn't exist. I used to keep a calendar on the wall, and that way I knew what was coming up and birthdays and all that stuff like that. But nowadays, I hate to say it, but with a phone. Well, you pull your phone in. out. You can't remember because you don't put it in your phone. Are you going to be here next weekend or not? I can't remember. Well, that's why you need to look at your calendar. Is it next weekend you're going? Yes. I oh, see. I didn't need. I just asked. <laughs> and of course, I'll forget as soon as I walk out of here. We're gonna take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by our friends over at G5 Feed and Outdoors. Go see them today. Go stop in. Go get yourself some good stuff in there. I'm telling you, they got all kinds of good deals. And of course, greater deals over at Brandon Ford. Need a new car, or truck? Go and see Brooksy Hall or somebody right next to him. And get yourself a brand new vehicle today. We'll be back.